0: 20 yards
1: On eleven
2: sixteen SEN, the Four Diego's. G'day, amigos, and welcome to the Four Diego's here on eleven sixteen SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez, with you. Nearly forgot my name there for a second. <laughs> here on a Wednesday evening. Thanks to Mark Fine as a, another great show, as he always does. He'll be back uh, tomorrow night from uh, seven. And also the GBU crew. Uh, Some credits for Carlos on that show. Carlos, well done. Number 11 tonight. Enjoyable show as always, guys. Drive home safely. Vinnie Venezuela, you're in the chair. Welcome to the show. Thank
0: you very much, Rodrigo. Great to be here. I have one question. It's a visual, and so the... Uh, our listeners won't get this, but uh, I don't know who Carlos Alberto <laughs> thinks he is, but it's like he's Carlos Alberto de Medici, because yes. his hair, his chair is elevated yes, about eight feet higher than, than the rest of us Diegos, and he's looking down on us. Mm,
2: like I, like I don't that. like it, Rodrigo. I and don't like it. Carlos, welcome to the show. Thank you
1: very much, Rodrigo. Now I can respond. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, people have difficulties with s- small things in life. Mm. Whenever I come in and do a shift, whether it be for half show on a Wednesday, whether it be tonight with the Diego's, I always struggle with these, uh, what do they call them? Um, uh, chairs. Yeah, chairs. yeah, yeah <laughs> these chairs, but they're the, the ones that, they, that they could actually, yeah, you can actually... Those office chairs. The office chairs that office gone, chairs are just yeah. sort of... Uh, I'm sure there's a word for them, but uh, anyway, I hate them. Mm. And uh, And so far, I'm actually sitting probably about... Two foot yeah, above power, everyone it's else, <laughs> it's a power thing, yes. <laughs> it's it is because the Medici's so Carlos, as you know, in Florence, yeah, they yeah. walked
0: above did they the, the Florentines okay. because they didn't want to be on their level, yep. yep. So, I don't get any ideas, son.
2: Yeah, well, that's interesting. Uh, interesting. Thank you for um <laughs> clarifying that because I wasn't sure about that, Vinnie Venezuela. But a you learn something every day night when you're here from Vinny. Warren's in the house too. day, Warren. You're looking good,
3: yeah. Thank you. Um it's good to be here, I'm gonna and um, I'm just going to say that from the start of the show, that nothing that happens tonight is going to, I'm not going to get angry with anyone tonight, good. I'm in a good mood, okay, and I'm um, happy, and you know they did 11 on anish- on the show before, yeah, yeah. us. one yeah. of the boys yeah. called again, crew. GBU Crew, Jeez, that's a bit disrespectful. Yeah, I wonder that's if right. they did Spinal Tap, you know that famous scene where the thing goes to 11? Right. Have you ever seen Spinal Tap?
2: No, not me. I... You um, should have. I probably, probably wouldn't have been covered.
3: But. <laughs> you yeah, it. so nothing Carlos can say to me tonight's <laughs> well, going to upset me. Okay. okay.
0: It's a mockumentary, Rodrigo. Right.
3: You should have watched that one yes. a long time ago. Swi- 11, Vinny, 11. Yeah. I've seen it
2: many a time, Warren. Swivel chairs, Carlos. That's it, what it is. Thanks, Robert, uh, from West Footscray. Yeah. Here you go. Hey, boys, big show tonight. Uh, Look, we've got a whole lot of stuff going on. It is the off season, but there's still plenty of stuff going on. And we'll talk about it tonight. We'd love to take your calls on nine four two nine eleven sixteen. We'll try and catch up with Mike McGrath as we always do throughout the show. Uh, Vinny Venezuela, um, some interesting. What, what's going on with Timmy Cahill? Is it Timmy? Rodrigo, Cahill?
0: tell me this, right? Ask me. Anyone, anyone in in the room, <laughs> yeah. tell me this. How the hell does Timmy Cahill's wonder goal struck with the left foot <laughs> on the volley? With the player swiftly approaching, not make it in the top five goals of the FIFA World Cup for 2014. What the hell's going on there?
1: It's easy. I mean, really, you're that surprised. We've been doing the Diego's for 21 years. It's because he's Australian. And he has, we have no political push in, uh, in the corridors of FIFA. So they can shaft us. And we can never do anything about it. We can we can cry. We can whatever. We can we get one vote for the World Cup, and no one cares. It's FIFA, they don't care. No one around the world is is outraged. We're the only ones outraged. Yeah. We we get given the World Cup, uh, qualifying from Oceania direct. Remember that? That's yes, right. yeah, yeah. We, got, we get we get yes. given oh, that, direct that, qualification that, from that Oceania, hurt, which hurt. meant that every year for the history of the world. Yep. We are going to get to the World Cup, and they took it away from us.
2: <laughs> that, that hurt the most. That hurt the so, most. I mean,
1: this, why does it surprise you, Vinny? We get shafted by all right. FIFA all the time. Well, that has to be the hot topic. All right. All right.
0: How, how then, listeners, SMS, call, do what you need to do. Let us know. How has FIFA shafted us <laughs> in the past? How are they shafting us? In the present and what sort of meetings are they organizing now to shaft us in the future? I need to know because it's the only way I'm going to be able to sort of cope.
2: Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. That is the hot topic tonight. How else can FIFA shaft us? And how have they shafted yep. us in the how, past? Yes.
0: FIFA shafting socceroos, past, <laughs> present, future.
2: I reckon we'll also take your calls on nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Um we played around with a few words. That we would use to describe. So we've
3: settled on shaft, yes. have we? Yes,
1: that's the word we decided yes. to go with. The, we word, the word we're "screwed" it was also mentioned too, but, but shaft the, yes. is what we're going to go Absolutely.
2: with. Absolutely. So, so we we were right on that line too when he scored that uh, yes. wonderful yes. goal, and we thought it was the best goal goal ever. But sixth, I can't believe. My, it. my
0: understanding is that Rodriguez yep. even voted for Timmy's goal. <laughs> he didn't know how his second one got in
3: there, the old James. I want to add something to the shafting file mm-hmm. and that's what it is. We went down to 77th, am I correct? 76th. 76th in the ranking. The Japanese went from <laughs> 45th to 44 and I will yeah. say this and I don't know whether we have Japanese people listening or whether we're podcast in Japan, they were the worst <laughs> team of the 32, they were the worst team of the whole of the World Cup. By far, the Japanese, and they went up one in the ranking. We went in at about 50, 50 yep. dropped to 77th.
1: Yep.
2: That's a disgrace.
1: Yeah, 76. We were shafted.
2: Actually. Yeah, look, that,
3: that... It
1: would have been better for us not to go to the World Cup <laughs> than right. go, right. and we would have stayed, still stayed 50, 50th in the world.
2: Look, I know you put a lot of store in the FIFA rankings, Oh, Carlos. yeah, I love the FIFA um, rankings. That, I mean, that's a slap in the face, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's a slap in the face for us, and, and it's FIFA because again. we're Australian. It's
1: because yeah. we're Australian. We have no political push there or power at all. We think we do. We get outraged, but they laugh at us when we get outraged. It's like the it's like the angry. You know how you used to get your mum or your grandmother really angry, <laughs> and you used to run away and laugh, yeah. right? Because you got a really angry. That's what that's what we're like, and uh, FIFA and all the exco. Uh, you know, people on, their, on the ex- the executive committee, they just laugh at us whenever we're, whenever we're outraged by something.
0: Do you think they laugh at us when we're in the room or just when we leave
1: the room? I think we got to the point where they disrespect us so much they'll laugh at us in our face. They'll ring us up and laugh.
0: While they're taking the bag yeah, of abs- money. Abs-
1: absolutely, absolutely. Saying <laughs> you know. so idiots. I mean, they, you know, they're happy for us. To, they, they laughed extra hard last time because they made us spend $45 million for our bid yep. and then just give us one vote.
0: Yeah, got a couple of selfies with Al McPherson and then they were happy to wave us
2: off. 0433981116, tell us how FIFA have shafted us uh, recently and also how they can shaft us in the future.
3: (laughs) The only caveat I will put on the shafting file is that in our bid for the World Cup, as much as we were shafted by FIFA... We shafted ourselves with that kangaroo that hopped (laughs) through our presentation. We deserved
1: some retribution for that. It's what we call shaft worthy. (laughs) Yeah, it was. That kangaroo. That was shaft worthy. You almost bring it upon yourself, don't you? You do. Yeah. Hey, talking
2: about the goal, uh, we've got here Pat in Hillside. Timmy's goal was as good, if not better, than a very similar goal Paolo Di Canio scored for West Ham, which was named one of the best EPL goals of all time. Another slap in the face from FIFA, who yep. clearly see us as a joke. True. There you go, Pat. We're getting some good ones here. FIFA will shaft Australia next World Cup, uh, thereby sleeping in quarters uh, which will look like ig- igloos in the <laughs> snow. In Russia. Thank you very much there, Adrian. We're getting them thick and fast here on zero four double three ninety. Eight eleven sixteen, and uh, was shafted in two thousand and six. No penalty against. Italy and Croatian player gets two yellow cards in the same game and stays on the what field. What a fantastic That's
1: memory that is. Who was Nick, that? Nick.
2: Nick in Carnie.
1: Nick, if we had a prize, we'd give it to you.
2: Here's another great memory. I'll never forget that FIFA employee, Peter Hoare, Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember him. That's going back to 97. It's true. Thank you very yeah, much, you know, that, Diesel George.
0: That Italy game, the whistle should have gone three minutes before the penalty, before Lucas yeah. went
1: down. Back, back in 97, guys, we were in the MCG. Uh, of course, uh, we were 2-0 up with 15 minutes to go. That linesman, he was a fi- he was a part of FIFA <laughs> yeah. that let the... Uh, first, I thought it was an offside goal, but no, it wasn't. But you then go then, to
0: Ancestry.com, his line goes all the way back to the bladders.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, you anyway. <laughs> know. He's, he's not a
2: bad uh, text either. Australia still lost every game in the World Cup and conceded nine goals. The rankings don't take honourable losses into consideration. <laughs> That's probably why we dropped uh, 14 true. places Did to Did yeah. that 76. guy
3: watch Japan play? Well, but he- South Korea? Yep.
2: We did lose three times, but they were honourable. I don't know if there's no. Japan couldn't beat algorithm. Greece with a man
0: advantage. Surely we scored more than Japan.
3: We did. We scored far more goals than Japan. Japan can't score goals. And better goals. Oh, by far.
2: Absolutely. So, hey, 0433981116 will take your text messages. But we also want to. I mean, what's going on with Melbourne City and Melbourne Victory at the moment? We know City are over there in Manchester and just loving the, the life as... Uh what, what what ultra professional yeah. footballers? Is that what you'd call them? They, you know they, they're in luxury at the they're moment. In luxury at the they moment. flew
1: over with a Eddie Head uh, or is it Eddie had It's Eddie Head. Yes, Eddie Head mattress, a flying mattress. They look very comfortable. Oh, very comfortable with the tweets of the a bit photos like us, uh, oh, yeah. on our way to Rio. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> by the way, you know it's a time of the year where you know we we want to talk about Melbourne City night. We want to talk about Melbourne victory, how they're going in preseason and stuff. But it's a time of the year where the average person can mingle with these players. Like last night, the uh, Bentley Greens played, I think, uh, uh, Melbourne, Melbourne victory. victory. Melbourne Victory won 3-0. But they played at Bentley Greens. Mm. The wind swept uh, very close to Kingston. Kingston yeah. Even yeah. my hair would have moved, Gullis Absolutely the- Yeah, it was <laughs> freezing cold. I mean, people could have been rubbing shoulders with those victory players and they would have heard Kevin Musket off the bench. I mean, it's that close. It's that community focused. There's got to be people out there that would know some stories about what's happening at those clubs uh, that, that we might not know or the average person might not know. So if you know something that's happening at Victory or at City that we don't know about because you know, you're, you're attending all these, these pre-season trainings and you're, you're, you're turning up to these friendly games that are played in the community and in the suburbs, you know something, let us know. A bit of a rumour I suppose. Tell us what's going on at these clubs that we don't know about. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. 1116 Bersart
3: Berisha and his cousin Berisha Berisha. No, Berisha. <laughs> Berisha, be, Berisha. He'd, be, he'd be feeling a bit cold, wouldn't he? The young lad down training with them. But I wonder if he fronts up He comes last from Albania. Yeah, but he's been used to Queensland. I think he'd be a bit no, I think cold. he'd be right. I think that uh, Melbourne City... The premiership's all over right now. They're going to win everything. I've just got this feeling.
1: Well, on the back of the one-all draw with Barry and the uh Oldham, sorry, two-all two, two two yeah. with Barry and uh, one-all with, one with Oldham, yeah. and they're going to play Bolton Wanderers yeah, tonight. I, I don't
3: know which team to back for in that game.
0: <laughs> is um, is there a danger with Melbourne City? And I say this with respect that you know it's just a revolving door of pop stars. And they're never actually going to build anything because, you know, the good players are going to come and go. Like, they've got Villa for, what, eight, ten, ten game, Ten games. Yeah, but Villa... He's going to love and leave I, them. I, I would be very Angela surprised. loves and leave them. Yeah, but... No I'll, one stays, no, Carlos.
1: No, look, the, the, by the way, the other news that uh, has just broken tonight, I believe, uh, looks like Robert Karan, uh f- Oh, hang on! Is it Quran? I think I, I forget his name, but he's a Slovenian international. Um, is uh, look like that they're pursuing him at the moment. Nothing's certain yet, but uh, but he's a player that actually scored in the 2010 World Cup for Slovenia. So the guy can play, and uh, and so he's another it, yes.
0: Sorry, Carlos. I've heard that one before too. With uh, Melbourne Hart buying players that score at international level, yeah, but this guy is very, and very can he's only, he's and can play. And then f- they don't put oh, one in the net for the whole season. Yeah, Come on,
1: Engela uh, was injured for a lot of the last. season. I'm talking about Engela. i not talking about uh, <laughs> Miffy. Miffy. Yeah, I think yeah, um, yeah, okay. <laughs> he's Maltese international compared to uh, you know someone who's played at a World Cup, I think it's a bit different. But I think the quality's there. He's 33 years old. Uh, he's a guy that, uh, again, scored for his country uh, as, as recent as the 2010 World Cup. So, you know, he's 33. <laughs> it's four years he, ago. But, he, but he's also played in the English Premier League or in the English leagues since 2007. So the guy is a decent pedigree and he's going to be their marquee player if they pick him up.
3: Um, Vinny, you were next to me when you saw David Veers score the goal against oh, Australia. Yes. You were sitting next yes, to me. Yes, the man's. Ten goals, that's 30 points. The way he was going. Okay, that gives you a fair start. Now, I actually think... So hold on, Warren.
0: I I have no problem with David Villa being a superstar. I I guess I wonder whether he's going to, first of all, get the service he needs to be a superstar, and hopefully he will. But uh, I guess my point is that you look at uh, Melbourne Heart, the last few years, particularly, say, with England, players coming and going. Yep. And we haven't actually built on a squad here. We, they've
3: actually, though, Vinny, I think had a remarkably stable squad from last season to this season. I think they had 13 or 14 players signed from one season to another. And if you look at, you know, the mechanics of their side, you know, with Mass Madoka in the middle of the park, they've brought Aaron Moy in. They've got Williams and, Ram- Williams and Ramsey who's playing his second season. So I actually think that If you look defensively, you know, Hoffman's been there. I think he's probably been one of the longest serving players there. Um, I actually think their team is reasonably stable around the players they've brought in. And I think Damien Duff, if he hasn't lost his pace, and they say that is the key thing in all sports, you know, as much as you're pretty good, if you lose your pace, you're not going to be as good no matter what competition you go to. I think Duff is a really good signing. So I... I, I know what you're saying with regards to marquees, and that's going to be the way that it is with Melbourne City. But, but Vinny, do you go, do you, do you go
1: with uh, a play that is not all that well known and hope that the crowd will come? Or do you go with a bang when you can afford someone like a via for 10 games? I don't think you can ever knock that back. It's like a Del Piero being available to a very ordinary Sydney team with a very ordinary coach at the time with Ian Crook. Uh, it became available and you can afford him. So why wouldn't you go with that? And I think V is the same. Melbourne City, you know, formerly Melbourne Heart, they need to get people through that gate. And I think that's almost as important a priority as getting success on the field. Now, of course, success will bring the people. But I would think under the former model, even success wouldn't have brought 15,000 people to every one of their games. I think they've got a chance now with Via and maybe a Lampard if they pick him up. Uh, of course the other players like Damien Duff and these sort of players and I think they're talking about maybe a, a Josh Kennedy as an Australian marquee player then we're starting to talk about some people that people want to go and see they're not there for the long haul but I don't think they've got a choice at the moment
0: oh they're, look they're already kicking goals look where they're doing their pre-season yeah. and so they're rubbing shoulders with the best of the best and of course that's going to trickle down and have a positive impact but I, I guess Part of me does wonder, you know, the long-term nature of, of that, that turnaround. Yeah, getting the bums on seats, no doubt about it. It's going to be an exciting season.
2: Talking about getting people there and bums on seats. Uh, Paulo's uh, SMS here saying um, at the Bentley Greens game for victory, there were two and a half thousand people
1: there, mm.
2: and apparently their sausages are only four bucks, which is five dollars <laughs> cheaper than at Etihad Stadium. So, <laughs> thanks, Paulo. That's a very That's interesting ten bucks to get into the game. Yeah, there you go. And, and you know, 10 bucks to get into the game. It's so, great value. Yeah, pre-season, good Absolutely, value. Absolutely, good value. Yeah, but
1: Paul's asking the question, do you think it's a little high for a pre-season game? And especially if you've got to travel out. With all due respect to our friends in Bentley. Yes, a lovely suburb. Lovely suburb, but Wednesday or Tuesday night, uh, it'd Ten be bucks to get in. The clubs yeah. making. Oh, who's making that money? The Bentley would be oh, making course. that gate. Well, I think that's good for Bentley. Oh, the bistro people there. Bentley would have loved that. Yeah, every yeah, moment that's of good. it would
2: have yeah, been it's good. Good to see two and a half thousand people yep. there. Um, hey boys, just you know the fact that we uh, put the FIFA rankings into this, this mix of uh, the shafting you know, the file. shafting files. A few people <laughs> are saying um, that, especially Kenzo from Tokyo. We're getting uh, SMSs from Tokyo yep. here. Socceroos' effort in the World Cup was poor. Why does the Aussie press keep polishing it? Last World Cup was far better. One winner draw a loss against the might of Germany is the only reason for the acceptance of a pathetic effort because the Socceroos had an Aussie coach and not a foreigner. Kenzo in Tokyo. Very Sheesh, interesting. Harsh Look, words, you know, Kenzo. To be honest, Kenzo, we really don't put much store in the FIFA rankings. Not at all. Only when we go down. Did Kenzo <laughs> where the
3: Japan, did, did, did Kenzo want to make comment about his own
2: team in his own backyard. That would be very interesting. Uh, ninety eight eleven sixteen, Kenzo. Well, give us a call. And yes. if Kenzo wants to have a... <laughs> reverse back,
3: reverse maybe. charges, <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. if, <laughs> if Kenzo wants to have a little wager with me as to who win the Asian Championship, if he wants to, I don't know, I'll I'll buy some sushi or something. I'll eat sushi if he'll do something. Because Japan's they were pathetic. South Korea, I chucked them in the mix too. They were pathetic. You know, at least Australia gave something. I know we were on results we were probably partially
0: On results, Kenzo's correct. But
3: that's not the point.
2: And a few other SMSs as well, basically um saying that why are you guys sugarcoating that performance? You know, um what are you talking about shafting us by sending us down fourteen places? Come on. We were just using it to make our case. Yes, of course. You know just one of the many things. Poetic license. Um, but the hot topic tonight's a good one. We've got some wonderful ones. If FIFA award Australia to host the Qatar World Cup after a recount, which is fantastic. <laughs> Australia still need to qualify. <laughs> Thanks, FIFA. <laughs> That's a beauty too. Thanks very much from anonymous. Unfortunately, but um, yeah, we've got some we've got some great ones here. So we'll go through those a little bit later on. What about the All Stars Game? Uh, Against Juventus, that's coming up. That's coming up on when is that anyway? Sorry, I've it's got, on
1: August the tenth.
2: August the tenth, Sunday, thank August tenth, Stadium yep. in Sydney. This is the one
1: where I can't wait for. This is uh, a marquee game. This is Here one. of go. This yeah. is one of the high. Uh, right, Rod, Rodrigo. What? You know what? I don't. I don't want to be. A, I don't know. I don't want to whinge about things, even, no. though, even though it's been a bit of a whinging show from the start. But you're going to put this in the shafting file? I'm telling you, this is a circus.
0: I blame FIFA. It's a colours. circus.
1: <laughs> you know what, what? Okay, we get your Venice out. We don't even know who's coming out number one because, mm-hmm. of course, uh, Arturo Vidal's moving on, and a few other blokes are you know are uncertain about whether they're going to come, which is fine. Player. That's just a team coming over. But this all stars concept, Fernicum, the fans picked. The majority of the team. The fans picked the coach. The coach even said he can't wait for the football party. That's his words. This is not a party. Football's not a party. The game's not a party. If what happens outside the game, in the, in the, in the stadium, outside, you know, uh, you know, in the marquees outside, that's party time. On the ground, there's no party on the ground. It's a contest. And how are you going to – this is a circus. This whole thing is a circus. And why don't, why don't they have a team – like a Melbourne victory, Melbourne City, a Sydney FC playing. Bentley Greens, Carlos. will so Green. go harder. So
2: far, you're selling it. Circus, party, <laughs> yeah. I'm going. I'm going. But Yossip Gombau, who's the coach of uh, the All-Stars, looks like he knows how to party, Warren. I think this
3: game should be consigned to an Xbox-type experience for fans. <laughs> they play FIFA, Xbox, yes. All-Stars. I mean, no, Carlos, I think the, I think the truth about this game lies somewhere between your condemnation of it
1: and it being worth having. I think it's somewhere in between. I'm not saying that, you've, that we don't open uh, open our arms to these quality teams that are coming up, even if they don't bring in their best players. I'm not saying that at all. We saw it with the Liverpool game against Melbourne victory. We saw How it, many people Phoenix, were there,
3: Carlos, that night? There was a few.
1: 36,000 more than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were close, though. F- Phoenix again. <laughs> I'm not sure whether you've told about. No, I haven't.
2: Phoenix uh, defeated West Ham in New Zealand 2-1. They've been Just,
1: getting good crowds, though. Uh, yeah, and, and of course, Sydney played Newcastle 4-0 loss the other night. Mm. Now, for me, that there's a semblance of a contest there. Even if tr- the trial is playing for the A-League team, there's a contest there. They're wearing the shirt. There's a, You know who to support when you go. And it's part of something bigger that you're moving. Your, Absolutely. It's part of the you, preseason. You know, the little kiddies who are going to run on against yes. Liverpool. Against, but you know that that's part of their development for your team, mm. right? Who are you going to support for this All-Stars thing? It's a circus. Nothing but a circus. And I think, uh, really, it's it's showing contempt, a little bit of contempt for the fans out there too, just oh. quietly.
0: You know what upsets me no, as well about this game? I'm very upset that ADP's leaving after everything we've done for his <laughs> career and, and I can't go because yeah. I don't want him to, A, I don't want him to leave. But I just think, you know, you know you're know, you mocking us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you reckon it's going of weird, like, you know, how they... Yeah, when Pelé played, I think when Santos played New York Cosmos, he played half the game with New York Cosmos and he, you know, sentimentally, he sort of played for Santos in the second game. Carlos, he may as well just play for Juventus, I don't
0: care anymore. (laughs) He's hurt me.
2: Well, I personally am looking forward to the All-Stars versus Juventus at ANZ Stadium on Sunday the 10th. Of August And I uh, can't wait for it it's a, it's a party It's a festival It's a circus um, <laughs> It's all of those And uh, I and more Promises yeah. to be more And
3: Gombao will do... Apparently
1: the Northern stand Will be given the pep talk At half time And
2: so. will run down
3: That sideline Semi-naked Embracing his play He'll do all that It'll be fun Imagine if
0: he loses The dressing room <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, just, they don't play for him
3: <laughs>
2: Will they sack him At half time <laughs> yeah. yes. That's right Uh, we'll take a break now and uh, we'll come back with plenty more of the Diego's, including Mike McGrath from the UK on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport.
1: In the Wisden Cricketers Almanac 2004, writer Barry Norman described former England spin bowler Phil Tufnell as the archetypal fag-puffing, beer-swilling, bird-pulling, bouncer-evading village cricketer who lurked rather than fielded in the deep, yet somehow made it to the top. Gee, I love a never-say-die story of persistence. This is The Four Diego's. On 1116 SEN, The Four Diego's. But, welcome back, this is The Four Diego's on
2: 1116 S. E. N. Melbourne's home of sport, as the music goes down. So I can actually hear myself. Uh, Rodrigo Rodriguez with you. Vinnie Venezuela's in the house. This is Warren and Carlos. Hey, uh, look, we've got some great text messages here. Uh, the hot topic tonight was... What else can FIFA do to shaft Australia? And uh, how has FIFA shafted Australia <laughs> in the past? And uh, just I'll just read read a couple. And, can, can, and we also we did that on the back of Timmy Cale not yeah. winning the goal of the tournament. Yeah, he's uh, oh, not, the not the being, in the, top well, not being in the top three at least, yeah. top three or five. He was yeah. sixth. Considering the most skillful striker ever, Ronaldo said it was the best goal in his view, means FIFA did shaft us. Yeah. That's Robert in Westfoot's great In 97, the Socceroos became the only side to go undefeated in World Cup qualifiers and not qualify. Thanks, FIFA. <laughs> You've done it again, Pat. And um, so FIFA made us play in probably the toughest group in any of the last three to four World Cups. That's uh, Nick in Mount Eliza. So the pots are even shafting yeah. us. <laughs>
0: Rodrigo, can I just add um, to that very lucid point there that um, Ronaldo... Speaking so well of Timmy's goal should should also merit us not being dropped so much in the FIFA in rankings. The FIFA like if rank. Ronaldo's talks you up, yep, it's got to be worth a few points I, in the no, ranking. I
2: agree. I agree. We should. I mean, we should be seventy fourth, not seventy <laughs> sixth. <76th. laughs> well, there must
3: be some. There must be a fair few teams in front of us,
2: mustn't there? I mean, oh, well, there's seventy five. <laughs> yeah, that's right. that's <laughs> right. In fact... <laughs> <laughs> Considering yeah. we're 76. Jeez, anyway, good, it's good time work there, now well, to... You go, yeah, good work there, Good work. Sharp, yeah, great, as great ever. Great question there by Warren. Let's go to the UK now and catch up with our man on the ground there. And, uh from the sun, Mike
4: McGrath. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hi, guys. We've had devastating uh, ranking news over here as well. <laughs> Where so, are uh, you guys? <laughs> <down> 20. <to> 20. <laughs> down to 20, wow. which is uh, <laughs> uh, as low as we've been for quite a long time, actually. But obviously... Not that, not that much of a surprise. Um, in ter- after after our summer.
1: That was the highest we've ever been. Twenty. <laughs> so count yourself lucky.
2: Hey, Mike. Yeah, um, the only way is up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Look, um, as I said, Rodrigo, Vinny, Warren, and Carlos in the house here. Thanks for joining us. Now, let's seriously. Stevie Gerrard uh, retired from uh, international football. Bit of an end of an era. Even though he's still playing at Liverpool. Bit of an end of an era. How's that been viewed in the UK?
4: Yeah, I think um it's strange because he's he's almost he's not like a, an England legend in the same way as um Beckham who kind of had those magical moments against Greece um and that that, that yeah, you know, he's not in the same bracket as that but there's absolutely no kind of doubt that he's been a fantastic player for England. He's tried he's tried his best and he's been a very good captain in terms of his leadership. He just hasn't quite hit those scales that um the Liverpool fans have seen like when he you know um lifted the lifted the Champions League and the way he played last season um so there's i think even him himself in his kind of final remarks uh, before announcing it kind of said look yeah, he feels a bit bad because the England fans probably haven't seen the best of him but it certainly i think also you got to respect the guy as well he could, could could easily have carried on, and you get a lot of kind of commercial spin-offs. Being an England captain, he could have carried on; he could have beaten a few more caps records. But um, I think it was probably the right decision, and and a decision that a lot of people over here respected.
1: Mike, it's Carlos. So how many years do you think Stevie G's got playing for Liverpool?
4: Yeah, I think it's interesting because Rodgers has kind of just hinted that in the future he might even drop. drop um drop him back into defence as a centre back. Um I thought he was fantastic last season barring a um a slip against <laughs> Chelsea. I thought he was a yeah fan- I thought he was it was one of the fines of the season, you know, <laughs> that that he could play in that kind of uh, defensive midfield role rather than a box box player. Uh and, and I think you could probably still get at least another another Two years out of him in midfield, and maybe maybe a year or so after that as well, dropping back in. It, it's strange, isn't it? Because players sometimes, you know, he's clearly still got it in his leg. Sometimes that goes quite quickly, and you never know when it's going to come.
3: Now, Mike, I've got to ask my one Liverpool question for the um, for the night. Um, the template for not how to for not the right way to spend a hundred million was really Tottenham's model last year. You sell one player, you buy about eleven. Now Liverpool have had similar money this season. With the likes of Luana, Lambert, and a few others. Markovic. Markovic, Remy probably, Lovren will probably come in before it's finished. Do you think they've done a reasonable job or do you think they still run the risk of doing what Tottenham had done and probably finding a way not to make the best out of the money that they've got for obviously Luis Suarez.
4: I I think that they're in a kind of no-win situation Liverpool because last season they did it with a very very good a good um starting 11 and a few others whereas I think Rodgers knew this season that you're going to have to with, with the Champions League you're going to have to look at having uh, a player a player in every position, in mostly, and then a couple that can cover in a, in a couple of positions. So he was always going to have to spend a lot in terms of numbers. Um, and it just so happens that Louis Suarez, they got a great offer for Luis Suarez as well. So I think it's slightly different in terms of, Compared to Tottenham, I think they were going to spend that money before. That's what Rodgers has said. I mean, whether you believe him or not is another thing. But I do think he definitely needed to. He definitely needed to bolster his squad. Um, and so far, he's he's worked quickly, and it seems like they're getting the people that they want. Um, and they, they look like they've got some good firepower there. I think Remy would fit into a lot of clubs in the Premier League. Lambert too, so they're not looking too bad, like I say it's a real test of his skills now, whether he can get that squad to kind of know each other and play together.
0: Now Mike uh, over at Man U, Louis van Gaal's been sort of told that uh, we'll give you as much money as you need to buy the right players for for the club, you know, money is, is not necessarily an object, so Louis van Gaal's gone out and bought some synthetic turf and <laughs> he's doing some cosmetic <laughs> stuff, um, have they got their sights set on anyone in particular? How are they going to blow their budget?
4: Yeah, there's obviously there's going to there's gonna be some uh, incomings there. Edward Wood has kind of flown away from the tour um, in LA to try and get some work done. Um, obviously, it's clear that they need centre-back, possibly more than that, because uh, you lose your captain, Neman- Nemanja Vidic, um, and Rio Ferdinand goes. They need somebody there. I think Mats Hummels would be the obvious candidate if if um, they had Champions League football and didn't have such a bad season. So they're in the market. Somebody there, the, the feeling is that Hummels probably won't come. Uh, and then they clearly need cover on the left side as well. Um, it seems at the moment they've just got... Sure, and you know Ashley Young. There, um, they, they need somebody over on that side because obviously Ever has now gone to um, Juventus with Carrick as well injured. Uh, central midfield is a problem, so it's kind of apart from up front where he knows what he's got in terms of um, RVP and, and Rooney and, and Chicharito. That there's it's like a major major surgery needed to do to that squad.
1: Now, Mike, uh, with uh, Man U coming out very strongly and saying they've got all the money in the world, the money's no object, we, you know, we can break the the world record transfer uh, spending if we wanted to, is that the final vestiges of Fergie being flung off by the club? Because we know that Fergie refused to pay over the odds, what he believed was over the odds for players, because, uh, or even tell the, anyone in the world that they had money to spend because uh, he just found that agents were just... And leveraging players against each other, against, uh, sorry, clubs against uh, uh, each other to get the highest price for the player. Now that, man, you are, are declaring to the world they have got all this money, is that the end of the influences of uh, someone like Sir Alex Ferguson at the club?
4: Well, I think it's, it's, you're in the, result, the results business as well. You know, Fergie got all his titles and did it his way. I think you got a couple of guys there now obviously Edward Wood is um he wants to get off the mark in terms of having a good transfer window himself and also getting some you know being the guy who delivers the silverware as well for the, uh, and the manager likewise so I think they they they're kind of caught up in a situation where they're just like every other um mega money team around like um you know, like Chelsea, and they have to spl- splash the cash, I think, to get players even more so the fact that they can't offer them Champions League football at this moment in time and there's a risk that there's a transitional period there and it, you know, it could be two years without that. So it's, um, they they really have to make the right moves in the transfer market and that, that means they're not going to do it on the cheap. They can't because um, you know players won't come just because it's Manchester United.
0: Now, Mike, uh, on the back of scoring a goal that somehow didn't make the top five of, of the goals of the World Cup and only got in at number six, Timmy Cahill, who has clearly been shafted by FIFA, <laughs> right? <laughs> there's talk... Now, Australia's that in, been shafted Australia by FIFA. Australia yes. and Timmy. Yes. Uh, there's talk that uh, he might be coming back to the Premier League. Um, has that uh, got any legs from your end?
4: Uh, it. It's not something that's kind of particularly been highlighted massively, but obviously he had a fantastic World Cup. I didn't actually.
1: So you guys are shafting Timmy too, are you? Say, <laughs> you're <laughs> I mean, only on the, the request of FIFA. I think,
4: <laughs> I, I think there would be um, plenty of takers for him. I mean, he showed. Uh, I mean, as much as the volley was a great goal, I, I still can't believe um, that that it wasn't <laughs> top five. I, I, I just automatically thought it would be. Um, but I, I thought the header as well kind of showed that he still has mm. that spring in his step. That that was, you know, I think the volley was a freak goal, but the header shows what we know about him, which is that um, despite his uh, height, he has a magnificent kind of prowess in the box. So I, I think there'd be plenty of people who'd take him on alone until, uh, and, until the MLS starts. Um, he's on a great contract over there, obviously, but I'm, I'm sure people would uh, look at that in in the same way that they did with um Landon Donovan
3: Now Mike um, I was reading the BBC sites and the rumors as I normally do and I came across an article I think from one of the dailies over there claiming that Lionel Messi supposedly asked Ces Fabregas's manager when Ces Fabregas was supposedly looking to come back to Arsenal to look at a possible move to Arsenal now at the time, I think his buyout clause from Barcelona was £174 million. <laughs> pound. Was
2: that the Is balloon, there any. That
3: like, there's a couple of questions. Can you actually mortgage your club to buy one player? I mean, do you think that was ever likely? And if Messi became available, not now, but maybe 12 months ago, do you think an English club would have found the way to actually pay that sort of dough for him?
4: I don't. Know, it's very, very difficult with, particularly with the new financial regulations with um, uh, from UEFA, which is a very kind of boring answer to to what would be the most exciting move the Premier League would ever see. You know, to have Lionel Messi, we'd absolutely love him. We've lost Bale and and everybody to uh, to Spain, and it would be uh, it would be fantastic to have him over here. I don't really think it's ever. Despite a couple of murmurings over here that oh he might be available, like you know the 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 Neymar contract, what, what does that mean for Messi? Then he goes and re-signs again for um, Barcelona. So it's never really close, as far as I'm aware. The, I I always kind of thought though that there is a real strong influence at. Uh, Manchester City, particularly with Aguero, and I think even Aguero's dad has said, kind of, oh, you know, I would love, you know, he'd love Sergio, would love to um, play with Lionel Messi in uh for Manchester City. Um, I think that's kind of as far as as it has gone, really. But I mean, maybe, maybe in the future when he's winding down his career. But at the moment, he's, he's you know, and particularly this summer as well, you got Suarez coming back. Um, in a a few months, Neymar and Messi in one team. It would be pretty difficult to to swap that for anything.
1: Now, Mike, uh, one last one before we let you go, mate. Uh, Sam Allardyce was under a lot of pressure uh, last year, the fans didn't like the Route 1 football he was playing at West Ham. Of course, it's a club that's built on the tradition of trying to play football. Anyway, how much uh, pressure is on him now given that Wellington Phoenix in the pre-season game in in uh, New Zealand last night, I believe, or tonight, beat them 2-1 in a friendly. And uh, looking at the uh, West Ham team, a lot of the first team that will be playing in three weeks in the first game of the season were playing in that game last night has it's uh, is, is there shockwaves running right through english football uh, over that result
4: <laughs> no i no not really i mean i think sam Allardyce would be probably more interested in um kind of the results of the fitness levels from all his gadgets um rather than the <laughs> rather than the result of the uh, of the game um yeah it's, uh, over here it's kind of viewed that even if you have Five horrendous results in in pre-season it, he can still start the season really well so I think it's more about getting fitness up um so I don't think I don't think he's under too much pressure in that respect and also I think he's done quite well too he's, he, he kind of looked a bit vulnerable last season at times he's kind of got through that he kept West Ham up fairly comfortably so I think the the Big sounds, probably as strong as he's ever been um, in in the last kind of eighteen months or so.
2: Well, Mike, uh, on that note, before we let you go. Um I'll just let you know what one Australian West Ham fan feels, Arthur in Glen Waverley. Well, it seems as though nothing changes at West Ham United today against Wellington Phoenix. A certain Sam Allardyce went with one striker up front. Are you for real? <laughs> Same stupid and dia- diabolical <laughs> tactics, even in a friendly. And is Andy Carroll on his way to Newcastle United? Well, in conclusion, let's see how long uh, Big Fat Sam lasts at Upton Park. That's a bit harsh, there, Arthur in uh, Glen Waverley.
4: There you go. Not well, happy. The West Ham supporters. I'd be careful for what you wish for. I I think he's not he's not a bad manager. I think Big Sam would keep you in the Premier League this season again. Um, It might not be the prettiest, but um, I think uh, he knows his way around a result. We agree. Thanks,
2: Mike. We appreciate your time. Talk to you soon.
4: Okay, speech you
2: say. There's Mike McGrath from The Sun. Not about email there, though, uh, or text their it's, message. It's, Arthur.
3: You know, it's a lot of passion very early in the season, though, it is. isn't it? You've really got it's a, gone to, you've got 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 to bottle yeah, the passion. Arthur,
1: Arthur's obviously a listener of the Diego's, yeah. and it wasn't so long ago we were calling Wellington Phoenix a pub team. Yep. So, really, even if it's a friendly. I mean, you look at. I mean, West Ham had a lot of uh, quite well known players. First. First uh, team players who will be named on that team sheet in three weeks' time, playing in that but game last a, night.
2: This is a toy, toy friendly. No, yes. they'll
1: make finals this year, Wellington. Oh. There
2: you go.
3: I'll put that on there the record. They'll make finals. They were good last
2: year. Yeah, they were. Let's go to a break, Warren, uh, because that's just as big a call as Arthur's made. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Had less passion, Rodrigo. Yes, well, that goes with that. That was analytical, what I just said. Oh, was it? Thank (laughs) you. It wasn't passionate, it was analytical. You're listening to the analysts here on the (laughs) Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Yes, and coming up after the it's All Night Appetite with uh, Darren Parkin. And in from 12 till 2, it's a Howard Lee with Hollywood Nights. The hot topic tonight, boys, was what else can FIFA do to Shaft Australia? Or what has FIFA done to Shaft Australia? We've got a couple here. Um, Like a certain island state is always left off maps at major sporting events. And a few are are irate and millions don't care. So we're only Tasmania to (laughs) FIFA. That's Neil. Very good. My wife burnt dinner. Thanks, FIFA. <laughs> Global warming? Thanks, FIFA. FIFA. Thank you very much there to Anonymous. Very good. Um, UAE and South Africa are higher in the FIFA rankings, and they did not play the World Cup. There yeah. is That's another way FIFA is shafting us. I think that's actually shafting South Africa and UAE, not Australia. Because if they're higher than us in the rankings, they... You know, well, if they're going to
0: shaft us, they're going to shaft everyone else yeah, too, aren't they? No, no I understand how that's we get how there. They, that's how they roll.
2: Um, so, which goal should... Tim Kale have knocked off. James times two. No Van Persie. No Mario. Uh, you know, as it won the World uh, that, that, Cup. I repeat, it won a World Cup. Yeah, that, Six is good. No, that's Nick. Nick.
1: That's Nick from FIFA. <laughs>
2: right. <Who> wrote that. <laughs> Nick Blatter. Really?
1: You know, okay? They're all good goals, but you talk about Timmy Kale's goal. It was a like it was a super super goal. I mean, you talk about Van Persie's uh, goal. Like, that was a headed diving header. Well, it was a good goal, yeah, but I thought the, yeah. the volley would have had more of an impact, uh, more of a wow factor for people out there than, uh, than Van Persie's goal. If Tim Cale was Marco Van Basten <laughs> and wearing orange, yeah, absolutely. it would have been in the top three. Yeah, it would have been up there with Tamez, anyway.
2: Absolutely, we've had a question, where is New Zealand in the FIFA rankings? They're at 101.
3: That's a good number. It's yep. a good number. It is a good number, hundred and one. They are thanking
1: FIFA. Yeah, yeah. and we
2: talked about, a bit about the All Stars Game. Until Australian football learns to embrace parties and circuses, <laughs> they will never, <laughs> never be taken seriously by FIFA. That's by Emperor. <laughs> That's a good, I like that. Yeah, good That's one. very good. Warren, you had a question yeah, you wanted I did. to pose. I did.
3: I'm on the back of this. I think it was the Daily Mail in uh, England saying that uh, Lionel Messi had his people talk to Ces Fabregas's people about a possible move to Arsenal before his contract was signed at Barcelona during last season. I And the buyout clause is £174 million. Jeez. Okay. Now, I think the record is still Ronaldo, followed by Bale, followed by Suarez No, the Bale's, top three.
1: Bale's record. Bale's the record? Yeah, About 90, 90... 86, I think. Yeah, something like yeah. that.
3: Suarez, 75, and Ronaldo somewhere in between. So it's almost double. Well, it is double. Mm. Would a club, Carlos or Vinny or... Rodrigo, oh, not you. to say in order of <laughs> important no, knowledge or really preference. Would a club, in all honesty, seriously consider doing that? In England? In yeah. England? In England.
1: I think Man City, uh, because it's not always about winning with Man City right now. They've got to catch up on the big brands around the world. And I think over the last 20, 25 years, Man New has the probably, I feel it's the biggest brand in Asia. And it's the most populous place in the world, and it's a, it's a more, most fastest growing place in the world as far as population is concerned. So I think Man U, Liverpool, and Arsenal have got have embedded themselves in that region. Man City have got a lot of catching up to do. And make no mistake, the City Group that's owned by the Royal, you know, the, the Sheikh, the Qatar, sorry, the uh, Abu Dhabi, you know, Royals. Buying Man City to win is not the reason why they bought them. It's about branding Eddie Had and branding Abu Dhabi around the world. That's why they've bought Melbourne City. That's why they've bought they've uh, set up uh, New York, New York uh, FC. It's about the branding aspect of it. So for them to spend an extra or double that amount, you're talking about the world record amount. For for, them, for I think that's good business for them because it's in the in the one fell swoop. They'll get the attention of the world and anyone who's oscillating will go and, and, uh, especially if Messi's playing good football and they get him for three years, suddenly they'll they'll bridge that gap with Man United around the world as far as the brand's concerned.
0: Is there ever any real pressure, like you pay top dollar for a player like that and, you know, we've seen it with Woodgate over when he went to Real Madrid (laughs) and he was just injured for seven years, you know, and... And um the other one was the the, the, the guy who the the English guy went back to man U. Uh Owen, Michael uh, Owen. No, not Michael Owen, before him, um who played in Germany. Uh, Hargraves. Hargraves, oh, Hargraves yeah, was yeah. also injured. Like yeah. is there pressure on you to make sure you just don't get injured? <laughs> oh for sure. I mean Hargraves, you there?
1: Ha- what's, what's Hargraves. Uh you know, uh I mean he he's just he's man of chalk, isn't he? I mean oh. he's just I think it was about seven years at Man yeah. U for less than a yeah. hundred games. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Well, that's it, boys. And just before we go, Liverpool now in the box seat to sign Vidal. According to multiple reports in England, it's all over Twitter at, Di- at For Diego's That's our Twitter handle. Uh, Warren just got excited. I'm not
3: um, going to do the sign off. I'm just onto my mobile now. <laughs> I'm <just very> <laughs> Don't
2: forget All Night Appetite after the Diego's with Darren Parkin in the chair. So remember, Carlos. Wherever Puerto Rican girls hang out, we'll, we'll be there. there. Wherever you Sumba Rumba and La Bamba tour, we'll, we'll be, be there. there. Wherever the
0: girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet, we'll, we'll,
2: we'll be, be there. there. Wherever the gringos play football, we'll, we'll be there. there. We the Olay!